It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. September 11th, 2008 edition of Rubber Guard Radio. I'm your host, KZ. This episode of Rubber Guard Radio is brought to you by our sponsors, FogCityWrestling.com. Check out Fog City, see what's coming up in the future. And also, my other sponsor, WrestleWarehouse.com. You can get uh, Lucha Libre DVDs, T-shirts, masks, um, SoCal Pro Wrestling DVDs. I suggest any show from 2008. Uh, You get to see Adam Pierce. Uh, who works completely different than what he does in ROH. Um, also, they put out two new shoot interviews. The first one's with the Ballard Brothers. It's a about two-and-a-half-hour shoot, and the second disc has a best of the Ballards in SoCal Pro Wrestling. Uh, some pretty good stuff there. And the other shoot interview is with the natural one, Michael Modest, which is uh, two hours and 45 minutes of just fucking wacky shit. Um, yeah, WrestleWarehouse.com. I have on the line my guest for the evening, the F4WOnline.com's, WrestlingObserver.com's audio guru, Chris Couture. What's up, Couture? How you doing, brother? I'm doing fine. What's going on? Oh, man, just got back from a back-to-school night for my uh, my eight-year-old. You know, third uh-huh. It's fun. Yeah, hence, cool. the, uh, hence the late starting time. <laughs> um. Just so the listeners know, we're going to have open phone lines for at least an hour, area code 347-215-7946. Once again, 347-215-7946 if you want to call in. Call in. We're going to be discussing the art of the shoot interview. Um, well, let's let's start off from the top. Um, what's the worst shoot interview you've ever seen or heard, and why? The worst I've ever seen or heard is probably the Terry Gordy shoot interview, for obvious reasons. It was so sad. It was so, just, it was just so out of it, and it's like every it's like every answer was 
that was great. Yeah, those were great times, and and I understand why he's I mean why he's like that, but I mean still it's sad to see. Yeah, same. Uh, the Superfly Snooker was bad. Yeah, brother. I never saw that. Yeah, brother. Don't waste your time. Yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, brother. It's like an hour of twenty minutes of yeah, brother. But you know the Doctor of Style Slick takes the cake, man. He fell asleep during a shoot. That was funny as hell. <laughs> They're sitting there asking him questions, and he's dozing off. You know, he wasn't snoring, but he was dozing off, sleeping. Mm-hmm. Hilarious, man. And also, well, just not because of any questions that were asked, but that first Shane Douglas shoot interview was just horrible. Oh, the one yeah. where they were in the pool? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like one big promo, you know, for, for ECW. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Oh, they were the franchise with Francine with the champagne in the in the swimming pool and shit. And I was like, dude, you know, it's supposed to be a shoot. You know, this is a fucking worked promo to get your gimmick over. You know, that's bullshit. Well, I enjoyed it because they put all the old, um, I hadn't seen much ECW at that time when it came out, so they had a bunch of old stuff with him in it. So that's about all I liked as a whole thing. Yeah, that's that's kind of a shame of of what's missing from the RF shoots now. They can't put the matches in there. Yeah, but uh, high spots tends to do it because they usually what they do is when they bring someone in, they they do a shoot and they also you know book them for a match in a local indie, so they could put that match on the shoot, <clears throat> which I think is a pretty good idea. Um, RF's not going to be able to do that because he doesn't have a promotion. But yeah. Now, the uh, the hot topic of conversation seems to be the Kurt Angle shoot interview from rfvideo.com. Yeah. Um, did, did you get a chance to listen to it? Yes. What did you think, and do you think he was honest? I think he was honest. I haven't heard him. He sounded different than he sounded in the last two years, ever since he left WWE. Mm-hmm. I mean, because in other interviews, he was just, I mean, he'd blast guys like Triple H and Shawn Michaels and, and Vince, and, and he was, was kind of into ass-kissing mode here, too. So, Well, you remember the Observer Live that he was on right after he got released. Oh, God, yes, that was horrible. You know, he was just a mile a minute, and he was high as a kite while doing that. He had to have been. I mean, he was... Anybody that thinks that the top ten WWE matches of all time have him in it, you got problems. Well, I could probably pick one. I could probably pick one. I can't pick ten. He said, "He said if he could pick the ten best matches in WWE history, I'm probably in all of them." No. Well, what would that one match be for you? Him and Shawn Michaels. No, him and Chris Benoit. I take that back. At the Rumble. Oh. Uh, the 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 Ultimate Submission. No, it was just uh, the WWE title match. There's one where Benoit got a stand ovation right at the end of it. I think it was in Boston. Mm-hmm. It was in early January of '03. Okay. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was some good stuff. Um, so, uh, as far as the Kurt shoot, do you think that you know he was honest, and you know, do you think that? He avoided any questions. I don't think he did. I think he was. I don't think straight. he did. I think he was honest, just because. Because it's different from what we've heard from him for the last couple of years. It just. It, it, he sounded. He sounded like he was being real, and. Mm-hmm. 
And what I heard, I think that's what he, he sounded like he was being real. Yeah, unlike his book. I never, I never read the book. Oh, God. It's bad. I think when Kurt left WWE, he, he I don't know, maybe he didn't, WWE is the only place he's ever wrestled. And he's not used to jumping from one company to another. So, I don't know, maybe you don't know how to act or some shit like that. I don't know. So, High Spots has signed a deal to do multiple shoot interviews with Ric Flair. Yes. That's going to be fun. They just um, did it. They started yesterday morning, I believe. Yeah, yesterday morning because I read a report on it today. I wonder how many volumes they're going to be able to do. It's going to be 10 hours. I know that. And um, they got um, they had some of the guys from uh, you know the what's the website Mid Atlantic Gateway. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, they got some of them to do uh, do the questions for like the real real early stuff when he was in Mid Atlantic and stuff like that. And um, so they went through all that stuff and they went through all the stuff with his childhood and the stuff with Vern and. All of that, and they were. I think they were getting to. Next, they were getting to like eighty. They ended in 1984, and the next is going to be 85 to 89, which is probably the stuff I'd probably like to hear the most. Wow. Well, that's good. You know, I mean, it's it's going to take a pretty penny for them to do it, but they'll make their money. You know, at least break even. And to be honest, I, I don't think High Spots and Mike they're doing it for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just the the stories need to be told. You know, just the stuff needs to be heard and, you know, just like, you know, when my partner and myself, we did the Mike Modest shoot, it wasn't just because to do a shoot. Yes. Mike is a hell of a storyteller. You know, he's a great guy, too, and he's a hell of a worker. And, you know, he just had so many stories and, you know, he had to answer for some things, too. It's just these things needed to be spoken about, and he never really had the platform to talk about the NBC exposed, the uh, Beyond the Mat, and all the other shit that he went through. Yeah, I never, I never knew about the NBC stuff. That's the first time I ever heard that. Really? Yeah. I mean, I kind of got, when was that, in 99, 98? 98, yeah. I was kind of late getting into the whole internet, wrestling on the internet thing. I didn't get into it on 99, so I'd never heard that that story. I, I mean, I knew what special he's talking about, because I Keep hearing. I've always heard people talk about the stunt granny and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, but no, I didn't know that story about him. Yeah, and I, obviously I, I knew it from knew the stuff from Beyond the Mat when that came out. Well, see, I knew knew of all the guys that played all the characters except for the one, which was Brent Albright. And Mike yanked him out of the closet. He's all, yeah. Everybody that did it got heat except for Brent because no one knew it was him. So he outed him. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey. you know." The well, at this point in time, I doubt it really matters, you know? Yeah, it doesn't matter now. I mean, ten years later. Yeah. You know, it's really not going to matter. I wonder if they're, uh, I guess the shoot's going to have Ric Flair sitting there with a big black eye, huh? Yeah, that's funny. Let's say he wore sunglasses or something. Like I saw that eye, and that, that shit, was, he looked like he pistol whipped or some shit like that. Once again, for those that are listening, we are taking calls, 347-215-7946. We'll be going about an hour, maybe a little later, depending on uh, how the uh, discussion goes. 
So uh, what's your favorite shoot that you've ever seen or heard, and why? Probably Tully Blanchard, because it was the first one I ever got. And plus, I'm a mark for all that old NWA shit. And, oh, you know, we all, baby. And, I mean, stuff like him and Barry Windham and J.J. Dillon, those are all my favorite shoot interviews. Even Arn Anderson, even though he kayfabed a little. But I got to hear him talk for three hours, so. Yeah, the the Barry one's really good. I, I watch that one at least once a month. That's yeah, I, he's probably my he's probably my favorite wrestler of all time. So, really, yeah, yes, he's in my top ten. Yeah, he's in my you know, top I, five. I'd say I can't I can't give you one through ten, but he's in my top ten. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Ten ten guys, I just can't you know give them numbers, but he's in my top ten. Oh yeah. You know whether it's a baby face or it's a heel, you know it doesn't matter. You know, he's just awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that Barry Wyndham one was really long. It's like four hours. But uh, that was good. You know, I, I'm surprised that no one's done one with Kendall Wyndham. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about some of these shooter interviews. They sometimes get guys that you don't know that they're going to be interesting, and they end up being the, usually the most interesting guys to interview. Yeah, I'm really surprised they haven't gotten Kendall. Um, also, Iceman King Parsons is another one. Yeah. That uh, you know needs to do. Well. I always love the world class guys from world class. They get well, the best stories. Let's talk about it, um, Buddy Roberts. Well, what uh, I have not Buddy Jack? taken it. I haven't gotten to say it yet. Okay. Yeah, that one was fun. Um, I'm at the RF Video site now, and their new releases are uh, Shoot with Scott Hall Part 2, which should be fun. Um, Shoot with Pretty Boy Doug Summers, um, who's been a guest on my show before. Uh, That should be really good. Uh, I saw a preview for that on YouTube the other day. And Shoot with Brian Clark, Adam Baum. Uh, That should be fun as well. See, he's a guy you wouldn't expect to have... I mean, you wouldn't expect much from it. He probably got a shitload of good stories. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I want to see, you know, I want to see how he got to Smoky Mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, because he got to Smoky, then he went to WCW, and then off to, as Adam Bomb. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of want to see, um, you know, how he got to Smoky and how he broke in and all that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, that would be, that'd be pretty cool. Um, let, let's talk about the... Uh, Kayfabe commentary stuff, the uh, U-shoots. Uh, w- what do you think of the uh, the U-shoot concept? I like it. Um, what was the first one I heard? Honky Tonk Man. He was he was the first one they did. I think he was the best one, too. And um, I listened to the Sandman. I didn't really care much for that, just because I've heard Sandman so much, and it's basically the same stuff over and over, so I wasn't... But but I like I, I like the concept of it. It's real good. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The I I love the concept too. It's it's pretty cool. Um, how about the guest booker? I I loved it. The Kevin Sullivan one was great, where he booked 1984 WWF without Hogan. Mhm. Um, that was brilliant. The uh, Greg Gagne one was just awesome too. Yeah. Plus the, you know, you got to hear the the actual story behind, you know, Vince trying to buy the AWA. You know, I never really got the straight, you know, straight scoop on that. 
mm-hmm. that was good. Um, who, which was your favorite guest booker? Um, probably Greg Gagne, just because that's the stuff I grew up on, you know, in that era. So I'm gonna be more interested in it. And plus, it's plus it's a story I've never heard. You know, um, I mean, we all know what Pro Wrestling USA was, but we really never knew the ins and outs of it. But he did a good job. So, what was the uh, the one shoot that the interviewer was just completely, completely the shits? Ugh. Have you seen the Spike Dudley shoot interview? Yeah, that was bad too. That was that's terrible. Spike just didn't want to be there. And plus, like the person asking the questions, you know, you can tell when somebody's. When somebody's reading, you know you can t- you know you can tell that somebody's yeah. just reading the questions because they have to read the questions. Like the example, because um, I know you know you know the story about the stuff with um, Mike Lockwood when they was uh, working for ECW and all that stuff with Taz and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what they phrased it, they asked they asked him what was the story with Aaron on the ring crew. We're just talking about Aaron O'Grady, who's Mike Lockwood, and um, and he he doesn't remember what he's talking about, and the guy just moves on. I think you need to know the history behind the question you're asking, because well, some of you guys don't. The, you should know the history behind who you're who you're interviewing. You should know the answers to everything you're asking, pretty much. You know, I mean, you you just need to know the history of it so you can, because most of these guys they don't remember everything like we do, so you have to. You have to jog their memories a little bit and have no all the details of what you're asking and and they didn't know it and Spike just looked at them like it's like they were stupid and so and they didn't know what else to say so they just moved on. It's kinda of embarrassing. That's bad. You know, and, and the thing is Spike broke in with with uh with Crash. Yeah. With Mikey. So, you know, they broke in together. You know, and, and they you know, were roommates too for a while. So, I mean it wasn't you know, it was an important part. You know, they really didn't get into his training or anything, and, you know, it was really disappointing, especially because I was there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know a lot of the stories, and, you know, that's a lot of good shit that they could have talked about, and they just had no clue. You know, and, you know, the, the hell with that fucking jackass that did it. Mike's an idiot for having him do it. But, and, you know, Spike was kind of turned off because he was like, okay, whatever. You know, he was completely, like, out of it. He was really, well, he was, it was like right after he got released, I believe. And he was still pretty bitter about it. And, I mean, I heard a recent interview with him. It's like night and day between how he sounded all the way back then and how he sounds today. He just comes off much better today. I have to agree. Another one is, you saw the Scott Steiner shoot interview, huh? Yeah. And, okay, they asked him him a question, like, when he first came into the NWA and he and Rick were feuding with the Varsity Club, and Steiner's acting like, we never feuded with those guys. They said, are you sure? And, yeah, they said, yeah, I'm sure, so they just moved on. But if they knew the history behind the question they were asking, they'd know that they feuded with, Mike Rotunda and Kevin Sullivan, 
and they weren't the varsity club, if they had given them the names of the two guys they feuded with, they would have. He wouldn't know what they were talking about. Exactly. It's just, exactly. just shit like that. Yeah, it just it really bothers me because I mean, you know, these guys come in the offices or they go to hotels or whatever. You know, they accept the payday, they expose the business. You know, and at least these jackasses can, you know, have the common decency, you know, to at least do a little bit of research. At least, you know, when Brian Alvarez has people on the, the figure four dailies, at least he looks on Wikipedia. I mean... Well, fuck, if you got a, if you had a computer, if you got an internet connection, there's no excuse at all. Exactly. You can find tons of shit on the internet, so... That's right. Whether it's true or false, I mean, if it's false, then they can prove it wrong. Yeah, exactly. You know, or be corrected or whatever. At least, you know, they're in the, the general vicinity, you know, somewhere to, uh, you know, at least uh, you know, be able to give a decent interview. Um, not not to put myself over anything, but when I did the, the shoot with Modest, um, after, you know, we were changing the second tape and, you know, we went outside and, you know, sm- uh, partaked in a little bit of the gimmick. And um, he uh, he's all, hey, brother, where are your notes? said, Michael, as far as your career is concerned, brother, I don't need notes. <laughs> you know, because he's that, you know, everybody has that one guy. You know, that one wrestler. You know, and I'm like, brother, you are mine. And, and you know, ever since I first saw you, I tried to see as much of you on tape, you know, as much research as I can. You know, so this was all off the head. You know, he's all, wow, no notes? You do a pretty good job. I said, well, thanks, you know. And... You know, he took it as a, you know, a sign of respect, you know, because he knew my shit. That and he's being interviewed by somebody that wants to listen to him. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, some guys, they don't seem like they, some people don't seem like they really want to be there interviewing the person. Well, sometimes it seems like the guys aren't comfortable, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've known Mike since 97. You know, we go back, what, 11 years. You know, and you know we've spent a good amount of time together in that in that time span, and you know we know each other, and we were really comfortable, and you can tell that, you know, mm-hmm. by watching by watching or listening to it, you know, you that you know there's that that comfort. It's like two guys just sitting and have a conversation, as opposed to like trying you know pulling teeth with people. There's some, you know, some some interviews where it's like the interviewer is asking questions, and the 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 workers just. Uh, whatever, you know, there's like no connection. Yeah. You know, like uh, the Jerry Jarrett shoot, perfect example. Sean the Mick from the DOI conducted the shoot because I guess Rob was sick or something, and it was horrendous. It was yeah. horrendous. I mean, Jesus, this is one of the biggest shoots ever with Jerry fucking Jarrett. And this guy First all shoot ever. First I mean, one ever with him. This guy was all over the place. He had no clue. You know, this kid probably wasn't even alive in Jerry's heyday. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, fuck. But, you know, that's that's a bad thing that, you know, Doug Gentry passed away because Doug would have would have rocked that interview. Yeah. You know, in at least two parts. <clears throat> and I'll tell you, the, the RF, some of the RF video product as far as the shoot interviews have gone downhill since Doug has passed. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, there's a, I forget what that one jackass's name is, but he sucks. 
and then uh, Sean the Mick is horrible. But uh, Joe Garjola and uh, Rob Feinstein are really good as far as interviewing. Eric, Eric, the other Eric two are, is that who yeah. you're talking about? Excuse me? Eric Gorgiulo, is that who you meant to say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he was on all the early ones. He was really good. He's a good commentator, too. Mm-hmm. He did, uh, he was the one bright spot of the CZW product. <laughs> I must <laughs> say. But, <clears throat> that's a whole different, whole different show. Uh, once again, we are taking calls, 347-215-7946. Um, what the hell? I'll give away some, uh, DVDs. I have... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven DVDs from Elite Pro Wrestling from Chicago. Um, six volumes of their TV, and then there's a, a full show. Uh, EliteProWrestling.com. They have TV in the Chicagoland area, channel 13, 10 p.m. Uh, Comcast on Friday nights. And you can also see their TV show streaming on their website after 10 p.m. on Fridays. Uh, that's Central Time. They upload it. Now you'll have to answer this trivia question. It is shoot interview related. <clears throat> Who conducted the first ever official shoot interview and who was it with? Once again, who conducted the first ever official shoot interview and who was it with? Um, I say official because there was a shoot interview. It was kind, of, you know, it was a shoot kind of with Bruiser Brody. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Like the one that's like twenty minutes or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's him in a TV studio and stuff. And yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I, I like that. But you know, the first if he was still alive, he'd be a hell of a shoot interview. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Another shitty shoot interview I was thought Did you see the the Smart Mark uh, Virgil shoot? Oh. That guy was a fucking asshole. Yeah, he was. He was a goof. Yeah, that was God. so bad. He is such a prick. Such after a after what happened at the beginning, I just I really didn't feel like listening to the rest of it. But but I went ahead and did, and it was okay when they got into the interview. But at the beginning, it was just he was just Fucking prick. God. Yeah, he was just a goof. You know you know who needs to do a shoot interview is um from Saint Louis, uh Larry Matisic. Yes. He needs to do a shoot. I think that would be fun just to just to sit down, you know. I mean sure we get some here and there on Observer Live and, and Figure Four Daily or whatever, but I mean I just wanna, you know, sit there and I would love to conduct it. I would love mm-hmm. to um, I could probably go three plus hours with Larry, um, just because you know he saw everything from St. Louis. You know, I mean, he was hands on. You know, everybody came through. <clears throat> yeah. So the trivia question is: Who conducted the first official shoot interview, and who was it with? Area code three four seven two one five seven nine four six. I would love to send you these 
seven Elite Pro DVDs. Uh, there's a bunch of cool guys on there. There's uh, the Iron Saints, uh, Sal and Vito Tomaselli, Brandon Tomaselli. Um, those that watch Chikara, the uh, Soul Touches are also on there. Um, you see from Milwaukee, there's Dysfunction. There's a bunch of different guys. Um, Area Davari, Sean's younger brother. Uh, it's a pretty good product. The TV's pretty slick, too, so uh, definitely worth you know checking out. So call in, man. I want to give these discs away. Or speaking of uh, speaking of Larry Matisic, I watched a... I'd never seen that Wrestling at the Chase uh, mm-hmm. TV show before. And I was watching, uh, they had a, I saw a clip the other day, and they had Al Snow on there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was wrestling back in. I think Al Snow, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, that was like right after he broke in, right after he came back from the Crockett's. Uh-huh. After, you know, he, he got his money taken by the Andersons, and he came back here or back to Ohio and trained with uh, Jim Lancaster. So I guess he may have went on a road trip with Jim Lancaster or something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> wow, that's trippy. Oh. Well, you you mentioned him. Um, Al Snow has done a, a Secrets of the Ring with ROH. He's done two shoots with RF, one in 97, um, which was when he was in ECW, and then the one in 2008, which was just brilliant after his WWE release. Um, I'm, I'm a huge Al Snowmark, uh, and it's no surprise, and you know people know. Um, like I had Al on my show for two plus hours, and that was just a kid in a candy store. Uh, well, what do you think of the Al Snow shoots? I really enjoyed the last one he did with um, RF Video. Yep. I learned a lot of shit I didn't know and shit I didn't even think about. Just in how, I, just in you know the nature of the business and why guys do what they do and shit like that and. But it was yeah, it was really entertaining. Yeah, it was that was fun. Um, each shoot, you know, they they each you know served their purpose. Um, the secrets of the ring was, you know, the the entire Ring of Honor wrestling school class was behind the camera. Oh really? They were filming it. Yeah, it was in, it was the seminar. And Al was just preaching and schooling. Um, first one was just hilarious, man. It you know it had a lot of road stories. Um, you know his his ECW stuff, which was really good. You know he was just catching his stride there. Um, yeah, it was fun. And his demeanor in the first one, as opposed to the most recent, which is like a completely opposite. You know, like towards the. Uh, like towards the WWF and shit like that. Mhm. Yeah, he just, you know, and he closed all the gaps and everything in the last one, and you know he finally, you know, matured as as a person and as a worker, you know, and he finally figured it out. You know, he finally figured out the business. Mhm. Which is uh, pretty cool. And I had to disagree with him about the the head and shoulders thing. I love that thing. Oh, it's a brilliant finish. But though he, he didn't, he did. Oh, I still love that finish. Brilliant. But he just he didn't work the match properly. Mm-hmm. You know he was right about that. You know he should have been trying to make the hot tag to the head. That was the <laughs> whole point. Yeah. Well, you know when I get off the air, I'm going to have to watch King of the Ring '98. You know that that pay per view was great. Also, you know not just because of the Foley match. 
yeah. that 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 had the Al Snow head against Too Cold was or Too Cool was just brilliant stuff. I mean, you know, EC Al Snow's ECW run was just brilliant, and then when he he had he had four he had about four years in WWE. He was just doing. I just thought like all the shit with his character. I just I thought all that shit was awesome for about four or five years. Oh yeah. Whether it's that, whether it's that or um, the team with Foley, head cheese mm-hmm. and shit like that. I, I like all that shit. Yeah, he was well. Al's are again in my top ten. You know, he was just a, a brilliant worker, and you know, he was doing the shit before he went to New York. Mm-hmm. You know, him and Sabu had some classic matches in the Indies. I mean, classic yeah. stuff that was really the first time. I think the first time I ever. I, First I heard of him was when he came over, I think he did the Super Bowl of wrestling with Smoky Mountain. Do you remember that? With Marty. Yeah, with Marty. Yeah. yeah. And then he came in and they did stuff with him and uh, Glenn Jacobs as a team, which I thought was great. When they did the imitations of the Rock and Roll Express and shit like that. Oh, those promos were great. <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff. And, I mean, this stuff was before that. You know, where him and Sabu, they, they had a ladder match. I forget what town it was in, but it was in Detroit. Um, you can get the tape. I forget. It's on one of the Sabu tapes that our video sells. But it was just a brilliant match. And it was, you know, it was before uh, uh, Michaels and Razor did theirs. Yeah. You know, they were just doing insane shit. You know, and, you know, they were just like, you know, we're trying to, you know, catch a break here. You mm-hmm. know, and they they really, you know, when I had Al on my show, I really put him over because, you know, in 93, 92, 93, 94, no one saw that shit. And that was, you know, the ECW before, you know, the modernized ECW. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, it was just really good stuff. And, you know, there was there was a handful in that in that group, it was Benoit, Scorpio, Snow, Funk, uh, Too Cold, and Sabu, and it was those six, and they were interchangeable. Um, where they, you know, one guy could work the other, or you know, inter- they were just interchangeable in the matches, and you knew they were going to be good because they were all damn good workers. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that was a that, that was a really good time. I remember but, the match yeah. with Benoit from the arena. Oh, yeah. ECW Arena. That was that a great was, match. Uh, double tables, right? Yeah. Yeah. But was, was it because Benoit was had wrestled in the double tables match, didn't he? Yeah. I can't he remember, but yeah, well, it was double tables. No, he did not wrestle in the double tables match. He interfered. Oh, okay, that's right. And he he did the super bomb on Sabu. That was Sabu and Taz against Public Enemy. Yeah, that's right. Um, that was Al's second match in ECW. Um, his first match in ECW was against Taz. It was in a high school in the Philadelphia area that Rob Feinstein promoted under the ECW banner. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, Paulie said that that Rob could you know book pretty much whoever he wanted you know within reason. And he's all there's this there's uh, this guy out there in the Midwest you know because Sabu's been putting him over and everything and he's been seeing tapes. He's all this Al Snow guy. So they bring him in, and he works Taz, you know, and he made an impression. And then, you know, he showed up in the arena, and the rest is pretty much history. Mm-hmm. 
definitely, yeah, I've, I mean, I've seen as much Al Snow footage as humanly possible. You know, and, and that shit from 92, 93, 94, it still stands the test of time. I mean, and, you know, he's a brilliant worker, and I can't wait for him to come back out mm-hmm. out on the West Coast. I'd love to see him again. Um, well, actually, Speaking you know of, what, uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'll follow your lead, Chris. I was going to say, speaking of Taz, the, the RF shoot interview with him was also one of my favorite ones. Did you ever see that? I liked it. Yeah, um, I liked it a lot. Um, I've seen both versions. Um, the original version, which was two tapes, which was like eight hours or something. Yeah. Or six, seven hours. And with matches and everything, they had this his match from Wing against Gypsy Joe. Um, all kinds of different different. They had some, I think they had some of his Pancras stuff on there. But didn't he... Uh, some fights there? I don't remember offhand. But I know he was in some kind of MMA uh, style match on there. It was from Japan. I think it was Pancrase. Mm. It was a work shoot. Oh, was it? Yeah. They had the uh, the match where he broke his neck in Florida. Oh, yeah. But Yeah, that was good. I loved that. And I've seen the remastered version where they had to remove the matches because Vince owns everything. Mm-hmm. When it was just the shoot, that was really good. The shoot was good, but I enjoyed it more when they put the matches in because it's more of a reference. You know, they're talking mm. about, hey, this is where I broke my neck, so they show the match. Yeah, that's so that's what I liked about all the old yeah. ones. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, I was, I was really surprised that he didn't bury uh, Mike Lockwood too much. You know, because yeah. they, they, they really had heat. You know, I mean, that was mm-hmm. some big-time heat, you know, and <clears throat> I'm really surprised he didn't bury him too much. So He also, at the, at the time I first saw that, he he still had that that awesome character that they came up with in ACW, so it was weird seeing him like that, just like subdued and just like shooting the shit and stuff. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to go out of my way to, to watch that one again. Gonna have to. Uh, I'm not gonna watch the DVD though. I'm gonna dig out the videotapes and watch that one. Yeah, I still got the videotape of it here. Yeah, it's just awesome. Now, my favorite shoot interviews, other than Al Snow, I'm rather partial to those. Would be uh, Tommy Rich, our video, which is just fucking hilarious. Tommy Rich is just the man. He's just yep. so funny. Um, the RVD shoot from 97 and the Jack Victory. Jack Victory is my favorite shoot interview ever. Yeah. He was another one of those guys. He was in, he was in world class. He was in Mid-South or UWF. He was everywhere that, I, that, that was of interest to me. WCW and then ECW. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you know... They also, that was, you know, an older one. So they spliced in matches and shit. They they had the six-man Bob Wire match with the Fantastics and uh, Terry Taylor against... Cheap uh, Herders. Cheap Herders and Jack Victory. You know, and that was just great. You know, and Jack is just fucking awesome. I need to watch that one again. That's 
just a just a great interview, top to bottom. You know, he just doesn't give a fuck, and you know, he just lets loose. Um, what would you think of the? Have you seen the RVD from '97 shoot? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's another one where they spliced in some of his uh, Robbie V matches from WCW and. Yeah, and I saw the like the underdog challenge match. Yep, exactly. When it, yeah. Was was that him and Pat Rose? Yes, it was Pat Rose. There you go. And that's a shout out to you, Carl Stern. CarlStern.com. We're talking about Pat Rose. <laughs> I liked them back then because they 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 took. Uh, it was just, not that they got any phone calls of any substance or anything, but when they would take calls from people calling in, do you remember that? Yeah, that was so funny. Just because you know. Especially if they ask, like, a question that's already been asked. You know, like, Rob buries him. Yeah. You know, it's funny as hell. Rob's good because he just don't give a shit. He, you know, he's going to just say anything. It was kind of in character, but it's him, though. He's his character. You know, because I'll I'll do so good here, and then I'll go work Monday nights. But that was a shoot. That's what made the angle in ECW with him being Mr. Monday Night, you know, and then working on Raw and doing that. It was a shoot. He was ready to get up and go. Mm-hmm. Which I think, you know, it, it you know it added to it. It was really cool. Yeah, because he was going to be a part of when they he wanted to. He was supposed to be Glacier. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was supposed to be Glacier. He's also... I believe he was supposed to be a part when they, when the story got out about Todd Gordon taking guys to WCW. I think he was supposed to be a part of that. Yep. When Paulie gave him a raise and he stayed. <laughs> well, um, Sabu, he broke his silence. Um, what did you think of his shoot? I enjoyed it just, just because we never really heard anything from him. So... And it was, and it was. I guess they were trying to play it off like the camera wasn't supposed to be on or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the one with him, and he did one with Candido that I really liked too. Uh, that was the behind closed doors Sabu, where Sabu was talking about his. Uh, they were him and Doug were talking about his matches over his matches, uh-huh. and Candido came in. Well, you mentioned Chris. Chris has done like three or four shoots, and they've all been brilliant. Um, even the one where he was clean was really good. Um, all of them were fun. The Smart Mark video one was fun. The couple we did with RF was fun. Um, what did you think of Candido shoots? I really, I really enjoyed just because he's been so many places. He's uh, he's been in so many situations. The stories are good, like the stuff with the Click back in WWF. Yep. And um, and obviously the stuff in ECW when you know like. I did. I thought it was interesting the stuff like Polly owed, owed him all this money because he put all these airplane tickets on their credit cards and shit and never paid him back. And but yeah, I really liked it because he's a good worker and he's a good talker and he had been a lot of places. Yeah, he's just uh, you. You can't say enough about Candido. Um, he's another one like Modest. He's a good storyteller. Yeah, I thought he was. I had never seen much of him, but aside from the um, WWF stuff when he first came in, and you know he he didn't really do much there. I mean, not saying he didn't do much, but wasn't given an opportunity to really show what he could do. 
And um, but then they came back uh, to ACW, I think, like with November to remember '96, and he had a match with uh, Mikey Whipwreck, and it was just fucking awesome. I'd never, I'd never seen him like that because he was, he wasn't allowed to do that shit in WWF. Mm-hmm. It's well, just so much good, different. Though. He was good. The Body yeah. Donnas were a fucking awesome team. I mean, with with a mechanic like like Pritchard and a mechanic like a like Candido, brother, you can't go wrong with those two. Yeah, I think you know, the the look and everything was just so goofy that nobody really took them seriously. Well, at least the hardcores did. I did. I loved them. Yeah. You know, the matches they had with Furnace and Lafon were brilliant. And um, I like the end of the end of the this is the '95 Survivor Series. I think this is the first time I ever saw the top row power bomb. With him and Janetti. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? Yep. And, uh, yeah. And I, I'm pretty, that, obviously, that's probably where you got it from because he used it every chance to end. Well, we mentioned Candido, um, Tammy Sitch, Sonny. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow is all I have to say. She came out about Michaels and, you know, the shit sandwich and, you know, and all that crazy stuff. That was just a, a jaw-dropping, you know, yeah. interview. I was just in awe and shock. And, you know, and that's just one that needed to be filmed, no matter what the price, no matter mm-hmm. what had to be done. It just had to be had to be filmed. Uh, what, what did you think of that one? I, I thought it was great and... I mean, and the stuff like when when they they started getting into how Chris died and stuff, you know, that was that was really sad because nobody want nobody wants to watch a woman cry like that. But I mean, you know, some it's something you had to ask. And but yeah, I enjoyed it. She's I mean, she's for someone that was so young, she did so so much that you know they just made for really good shoots. She was the diva. Yeah. You know, all these chicks in the knockout division, TNA, and all these WWE divas, they owe everything to Sonny. She was the diva back in the day. She laid I was happy to see her, finally see her get back in the, get back in shape last year. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, she's looking really good, and you know she's, you know, doing. I, I, I think I probably enjoyed. I think I enjoyed the shoot with her and Francine more than uh, her solo one. Just cause. Yeah, that was good. That that face-off was fun. That was yeah. fun stuff. Um, well, we brought up the face-off uh, concept. Um, the first one, which was Sullivan and Raven, I think. Honky Tonkin' Raven. Yeah, it was Honky Tonkin' Raven. Was the first. Yeah. That one was good. The second one with Honky Tonk, New Jack, and Iron Sheik was a clusterfuck. Yeah, but... It- I've had enough of the Iron Sheik, to be honest with you. I've had enough of New Jack. Him too. You know, I mean... Because he just ran some raids about killing somebody and God knows what else. And Honky Tonk at least a little bit more subdued. Yeah. I always like uh, listening to him anyway. Honky? Oh, yeah. yeah. His shoots were good. I don't have a problem with kicking him in the nuts. <laughs> That's good stuff. I'm hoping they bring him in with this thing they're doing with Santino on Raw. It's got to be leading to something like that. It it has to be. Um, It's probably, I think it's going to lead to WrestleMania, and they're going to put Honky in. 
the Hall of Fame, I think. They should. How can you not have him in there? Yeah. You know? Well, I think he's mentioned a bunch of times that they've asked him, but I don't know. I think it's the whole Legends deal or something. He didn't want to sign yeah, his don't want, name over wanna, or something. He doesn't want to sign anything over and, you know, lose dates or whatever, and you know, because he's still working rather regularly. Mm-hmm. You know, so he doesn't want to lose anything. But, yeah. uh, Jamie Dundee and the PG-13 shoots. What more do I have to say? <laughs> My dear God. Man. was funny. Just unbelievably funny. I, I had Jamie on my show, and, you know, that's still probably my second favorite next to the Al Snow. Um, it's just insane. That guy is just a nut. <laughs> um, you know, New Jack New Jack just, you know, goes off and buries everybody, yada, yada, yada. The early ones with New Jack were better. Yeah. How, how about the man shoots? He was a little bit more subdued in the early ones. How about the Sandman shoots? I I, yeah. I watched the the first three today, and I'm about to watch the fourth. Um, these are just him by himself. They were just fun. He's smarter than people give him credit for. I think yeah, he's no, really no. intelligent. Well, how about the uh, ROH straight shooting Raven and Sandman? I like the first one and the second one. I didn't care for. Yeah, the second one was kind of the. You know, I like more. I like the ones that have more to do with like actually, actual wrestling stories and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like a good, a good rat story as much as the next person. I don't like two hours of them. Oh, dude, the best rat story in a shoot ever. The ROH straight shooting with Jim Mitchell. Yeah. He's banging a he's banging a rat in a hotel room wearing the Mortis mask. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. That is the best. My God. The funny thing is I can picture it, too. He was a good interview. Oh, man. You know, I'm really surprised that Jim Mitchell never made it up to New York. Yeah. In the hell can you not find a spot for that guy? Well, he'd just end up like Armando Estrada or somebody. Brought him for a manager, and then, you know, they don't have managers anymore. Well... I'm gonna ask. Uh, I'm gonna ask the trivia question again. Um, who conducted the first ever official shoot interview, and who was it with? Three four seven two one five seven nine four six. I will give away a bunch of DVD masters. So uh, call in and give me the answer. Um, now, my favorite quote ever from a shoot interview is from the Axel Rotten 1997 shoot interview where he he says he liked superstar Billy Graham, and he called him the innovator of steroids. <laughs> that was the greatest quote ever. Um, do you have a favorite quote from a shoot that just sticks in your mind? And I have um, – this is more funny than anything. The Rock and Roll Express shoot, you've seen that one, huh? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> And Ricky Morton, he's talking about, he's talking about how shitty his look is. He says, he said, my look's so bad, I could fall in a barrel of titties, come out with a dick in my hand. <laughs> I said, I'd never heard that before. I was laughing at, oh gosh. 
And that was funny. Man, that's good. That's good stuff. I think the... Uh, I don't know if you'd agree with this, but I think the king of the shoot interview is probably Jim Cornette. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. There, I mean, there, he can come out with as, as many as... They, he's got a bunch of them out, but I mean... I could listen to all of them, all of them all day. I'm, he's just the best talker and ever. Yes. Did you ever see any of those um, fan week things he did? Oh yeah, from Smoky Mountain. Yeah, those yes. were good. When I'm yeah, when I, I moved those. over when I moved to Dallas, uh, I had those tapes and for some reason and I don't know what happened. I lost them during while I was moving, and but I had two of them. Yeah, they were cool. Did you have the heel one from '94, the heel barbecue? No, I had um, one where they were by the pool eating pizza, mm-hmm. and the one where they were sitting in that room and Jim's got that big red shirt and little red shorts on. Oh man, brutal! That was brutal. I did get to see the Dairy Queen massacre though. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was just insane. That was just just crazy. That's up on YouTube, I'm assuming. Yeah. So well, I had got a video of it. I had a, I had a video of it. I'd ordered from RF Video. It had like it was something like stuff that was never supposed to happen or shit like that. It was it was the one. Do you remember when Axel Rod and all those ECW guys took over the um, the indie show? Yeah. And because they weren't getting paid, and they just went out there and fucked around and shit like that. It had that on there, and it had had a bunch of other stuff on there. Man, yeah, that was the yeah, that was a J.R. Benson and Ron Head exclusive. And I think Jericho and Lance Storm were there too. Yeah, they were in the car. Yeah, he was the first one to. <laughs> Jericho says, "This looks like the fucking colony bus to you," and that girl's giving them a run around. And he, and I think Candido and Tammy were in there when they were hmm. when that was happening. I think they were there ordering food. And Jim Cornette sticks his head in there, starts cussing his girl. Man, that was just unbelievable. He's going to have a good shoot interview when he ends up leaving TNA. Oh, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. You know, that's going to be like four discs, Ultimate Insiders, you know, with Dr. Keith, like 14 hours or whatever. Uh, okay, so who has not filmed a shoot that you would like to see do one? Um, where they uh, completely blow kayfabe away. I mean, Paul Heyman would be a great one, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. He'd be uh, top of the list, I think. Well, because he's never Rob, really done Rob, it. Rob, Rob threw the bank at him. Oh really? Yeah, he's like, I, I'm just not gonna do it. You know. I'm sure Gabe tried too, huh? Yeah. I, Everybody did, I'm sure. Um, now that Ric Flair's being done, I would... Maybe The Undertaker, out of character, I think would be fun. Yeah. And I think on the deal that that Flair has, he can't do another shoot interview for a year. It was in the agreement. So, this will be the only one for at least a year. Did you get my PM? Or my, yes. my IM? Okay. Cool. Yes. Cool. Well, another, uh, good, uh, another good, another uh, good shoot interview subject is Steve Carino. Which one? 
I enjoyed all of them. I thought the first one was funny as hell. Yeah, that was great. Where I mean, you didn't get you didn't learn much about him, but the way he he kept talking about how he's in mid south wrestling and held the Louisiana title and bullshit like that, and it, it was really good. And I like the I like the one they did did they did a couple more with uh, RF. They did one right when he got out of jail. You remember that? Yeah. And they went through all that, and I got the straight shooting with him too. But he's always good. He's been a lot of places, so. You know, the straight shootings with with Gabe as the, you know, question guy is horrible. Gabe is just bad. You know, it sounds he's like... He's just boring in general. <clears throat> well, he sounds like he's talking with a cock in his mouth. But, you know, that's just the way his, you know, his voice comes off. <clears throat> it was good when he had Jim Cornette doing them. The Cornette... Jim Cornette and Watts were fun. Uh brilliant. Watts is another. He's in the top. My shoot interview, my favorite shoot interview, is Bill Watts. Yeah, that was good too. The uh, Cornette Heenan ones were great. The third volume was awesome, where they were in uh, Cornette's study, where you get to see all the pictures and everything. That was yeah, good stuff right there. Yeah, I saw. And on that first Cornette shoot interview, they went in the wrestling room we had. Yep. And um, uh, he had all his old wrestling magazines and programs and shit. It still had the coat from when uh, Paul Heyman cracked him with the phone on TV. It got blood all over it. During the Midnight Express yeah. angle. Oh, good stuff. That's, the, you know, we can we can do a whole show talking about Cornette's work. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that guy is just brilliant. We'll have to have Carl Stern on because uh, I took care of Carl and I, I got him a six-disc very best of Midnight Express DVD set that was put together by Cornette himself. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, that's just a, an insane cool. set. Uh, you know, we could talk about that for hours at a time. But uh, Mr. Couture, we are going to wrap up. We got about two minutes to go. All right. So uh, you got any plugs? Uh, no, not right now. Okay, if you want to get any. Of Chris's hard work here, um, audio-wise, you'll have to sign up $9.99 a month at 4wonline.com. You get the Observer online every week, which is awesome. You get the Figure 4 Weekly online, which is awesome. You get back issues usually once a week of the Observer, which is good stuff. Um, they're just past uh, 91 where Flair was, uh, was fired, and that's some good stuff. A lot of audio content as well. Well, Chris, thanks for coming on, brother. It was a, you know, pretty mellow show this week. One thing, one thing I want to plug. If you go to, sure. um, pwinsider.com, I've done a couple of compilations that are free over there on that site. So anybody can check those out if they just want some free audio. What 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 are they? They're um, well, the guys they they did a bunch of um. Leading up to WrestleMania, they did a bunch of uh, reviews talking about uh, just talking about the events, and I just took like made a greatest matches compilation with them talking about just like the best matches from all the shows. So that's oh. over there. And um, and yeah, that's uh, that's all that's over there. Cool. All right, Katrera, thank you for your time, brother. We'll have to have you on again. We can uh, 
have Carl on, and we can discuss the Midnight Express and Jim Cornette. Works for me. Cool. All right, brother. Thanks for coming on, and have a nice evening, and I will talk Alrighty. to you soon. Okay. All right, brother. Bye. All right. That was Figure4Online.com's audio guru, Chris Cotrere. Uh We're going to wrap it up. Remember, check out our sponsors, WrestleWarehouse.com and FogCityWrestling.com. You can get our archives at RubberGuardRadio.com and BlogTalkRadio.com backslash RubberGuardRadio, MySpace.com backslash RubberGuardRadio. We will talk to you guys next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.